uh, Xilinx. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we're live. That was uh, the first thing we were talking about. Is AMD just agreed to buy Xilinx this morning? So Xilinx is obviously up big on the news, and AMD is actually starting to tick higher too. So that'll be higher AMD ticks, the higher Xilinx will tick because it's a stock deal. And you know, Nvidia is up a little bit this morning. The sector is just so high. The only company that can't seem to figure it out is Intel. They're down a little this morning. And then um, Twilio had their earnings yesterday. Their stock's not really doing much right after earnings. They closed at like 300 yesterday and then quickly went to 310, but then sold off a little and was like hanging around the 295 range in the afternoon after the bell closed. They reported profit for the first time when they were expected to report a loss. And they reported 52% year over year growth. It was a pretty impressive quarter, and they also made that acquisition like about a month and a half ago, and they said that that's not even factored into their projections or their quarter yet. So I don't know what you guys think of them. I was saying before the show started, I bought some Twilio and then sold call options for three seventeen for this Friday, and they were paying about 10 bucks a share yesterday. I think this morning they'll probably double, and then I'll sell them. Just because the markets or the stocks basically flat this morning, but it wouldn't shock me if it sells off a little. Just because, you know, tech's under pressure. I mean, yesterday was a nasty day in the market. Did you guys make any moves? No, just sold my Duncan at the highs. No, that's a call because Duncan sold off a little. Yeah, I got out of them right at the market, getting going, and. Uh, Zillow, I'm taking a look at today. It's dipped to that point of I'm starting to get in that mode where it's 20% off its highs, and it seems like it's setting up for a earnings pop next week. Yeah, Zillow looks kind of interesting, Mike. Looks very interesting. Yeah, I, I own Zillow. I where housing's headed and advertising, the eyeballs on that platform. I think this is setting up for a great buying opportunity heading into earnings. And I'm probably going to get very aggressive. I I don't see them having a bad earnings at all. And I think this stock's acted healthy coming off its highs. If anything, it was getting way overinflated after it went up to over 110 and now it's down to 92. So it's getting to that range. Yeah, I'd rather own it at 80, but not likely. Yeah, you might not get that chance. Yeah, I, I definitely own Zillow and have basically ridden a complete circle with it because I had it all the way up to like 112 and never sold any. And now it's right back to a little bit higher where I even got in. This so, is where I sold it. Yeah. So, you know, it, it'd be nice to dip a bit more. But yeah, I think it's something like we've talked about with our viewers, you know, just because a stock is at all-time highs or off all-time highs, if you really like a company and their stock and you're looking for a good time to get in, just at, like Dad always talks about, just get a small position, monitor it, and cushion it on days like yesterday. Definitely. And then, Dad, what are your thoughts? I'm sure you were curious by this news. Las Vegas Sands reported that they're looking to sell their Vegas business. Yeah, that, you know, did, did they say which properties? Because it was kind of vague. I don't know. 
they're talking about all their properties in Vegas or just some like empty lots or something? I thought they were talking about all of its Vegas casino properties. I mean, the timing probably for the seller could not be worse. Yeah. I'm not sure what the thinking is there unless they're completely trying to get out of the United States and just deal. You know, Sheldon is a huge Republican and, uh, you know, he may just be sick and tired of the politics. I don't know. It's hard to know what the thinking is there. Yeah, it looks like they're trying to value the properties at $6 billion. And I think it is all the different Vegas properties based on what I'm seeing. So I may think that it's better use of the money would be to build new casinos somewhere in Asia. Very popular. Yeah, who, do you, who do you think a buyer is potentially going to be in that situation? Well, I mean, the problem is getting financing, but I would think MGM would uh, look at it. They own so many properties in Vegas. If Trump wasn't president, maybe uh, Trump would look at something. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It could be a private equity firm. They've taken over a lot of casinos in Atlantic City over the years and then, you know, chopped them up and did whatever they do. You know, anyone with money could do it, right? Yeah, no, for sure. Just looking at Boyd Gaming here because, yeah, they have their, is today? No, they had their earnings yesterday. And I think they had a beat. They're up 3% this morning. It's interesting because that's um, a casino stock and they have small local casinos similar to like the Penn National. And, you know, Portnoy, that guy's got to watch out with some of the things that come out of his mouth. Because yesterday <laughs> he was essentially saying, he was like, you know, I'm not going to say what's going to happen with pen earnings because I'm not allowed to do that. And then like a minute later, he was like, Boyd Gaming, buy them. They're going to have a great quarter. Here's why. Local people, local casinos, they're definitely going to local casinos. He's like, they're going to have a good quarter. And I'm hearing that. And I'm like, you're basically talking about Penn National Casinos, because it's the same business. Well, he's right. The earnings came out. They were better on Boyd. I know. And my point is, I wonder yeah. if, and obviously, you know, Penn's getting a look this morning. I'm sure other casino stocks are getting a look. But, you know, was that Portnoy's slip up of saying, we have a good quarter, or we're getting ready to announce here on Thursday or whatever. Well, that's slip up he's legally allowed to do. That's the yeah, thing. It's such a gray in, area. It's not get into trouble. It's like me saying, hey, if we were public, oh, Grubhub's going to have a great quarter. Like, you know, I, I don't think there's anything he could really get in trouble with that. Yeah, no, I was more getting at Penn might have a good quarter. And not that I think it, w- it wouldn't take much to maybe get that stock a little up. I mean, I, I don't think it matters how good. I mean, it was already up, up. Like, I think this, I was expecting Penn to come down. I think it was way too high for the pandemic. Yeah. yeah, I mean, uh, you know, Boyd used to own the uh, Borgata. They were one of the part owners of the Borgata. I don't think they own it anymore. And then um, Ford yeah. acts right. I mean, Ford is almost back to where the highs were a couple of days ago. So that's impressive. That yeah. must mean it's getting set to break out more. Ford held over eight, right? Yeah. Yeah, I was telling Dad. You know, people 
are going to look at the Bronco in a similar way that they've looked at the Tesla. Like if you go on to do a pre-order of the Bronco, at least like the nice one that they have, there's a few different models. You can't even get a reservation because it's sold out and they did the same marketing gimmick as Tesla where all you have to do is put a hundred bucks down to get your name on the list. And people are going crazy over that car and it's going to be awesome. And they're bringing it back. And yeah, I think Ford's turning the ship. It's also, and I don't know if this just means it's at the beginning of the run or if it means it's going to take a little breather, but it seems like everybody's talking about Ford right now. Like anytime. Might be time to sell it. I'm just saying it's definitely getting a lot of love right now from from everybody. Yeah. About it. No, that's definitely true. And then, you know, Boeing dro- dropped below 160 yesterday. I didn't buy any more, but it seems like anytime it does that, it's almost like an automatic buy for a 10-point swing. I don't know if it's going to happen, but, you know, yesterday was one of those days where Danny bought some Facebook yesterday. Boom. Take a look at Facebook. Facebook's earnings are coming up. This week, and you got to think they're probably going to be good because Snapchat had great earnings. And, you know, Facebook's the gorilla in the space there. If people are spending money on Snap, they're definitely spending money on Facebook. Our company spends money on Facebook more than any of these other mediums. And, Mike, like you always say, they make it so much easier to navigate their platform for advertisers. Where yeah. you know That's the biggest strength, I think, of this earnings for Facebook, where the pandemic, I think pre-COVID, they were awful with their tools for small businesses. It was like, okay, this is too confusing. So that in itself should be game changing for them. I will say though, like as you know, small business owners, when we look at what we spend on digital advertising, and we're a good example of who the target market is for Facebook and for Snapchat, how they make their money. As soon as we see that a company like Snapchat has set up their platform for a company like us to be able to platform to be able to advertise, we're not thinking let's double our advertising now and also do Snapchat. We're thinking let's take a little away from Facebook and start to also advertise on Snapchat because it's a different demographic. So if that's what's happening across the board. You know, all, all I'm getting at is the biggest fear for Facebook is they show a slowdown in advertisement because Snapchat and or TikTok is taking it, which I'm to not me, at all concerned about that. I, I, you're talking about just advertising. When you look at Facebook, what they're able to start doing with WhatsApp, they haven't even unleashed the hounds yet on new tools for advertising. So I don't, I think sure in their exact niche that Snapchat's competing with them in, they might lose a little oomph, but, but they have. That, like when you go and set up an ad on Facebook, you could advertise on WhatsApp. It's one of no, them. They just started, they're just starting the infancy of monetizing WhatsApp. And when you look at how many users they have on WhatsApp and I still think we're not, we haven't even heard what Facebook's getting into with video streaming. <coughs> I have no doubt there's something in the pipelines there. Maybe they're going to even do a subscription model that I think Twitter's been trying to figure out. For all we know, that's Facebook. Twitter got a price target raised to 52 from 39 from JP Morgan today. I don't like it. Let's see when their earnings are. One of the names, I don't know what happened today, but SPI is on the move. With heavy volume again. Stock what do they up. even do, Dad? I have no idea. I don't even know what they do. What's I know the- we always talk about them. Well, not always talk about them, but they're always moving around like crazy. It's an energy company. Yeah, this is the stock that ran up to 46 uh, a few weeks ago. 
they're doing a spinoff of their solar juice company into its own IPO. That's why they're selling or uh, getting the pop this morning. All right, gotcha. Yeah. It's uh, an interesting thing to follow. What other companies have big earnings this week? I mean, I know a lot. Merck, Merck had numbers. They were, they were better than expected. The stock's up about a dollar. Um, I and think Caterpillar had worse than expected numbers, and their yeah. stock's down. Lilly had numbers, and they were, you know, really. Um, that stock's down big, and that's unusual for a company like Lilly. And some of the talk on that was that they're spending so much money on the COVID and there's not enough profit in it. So Didn't they also report that one of their uh, COVID treatment drugs like didn't really have a positive impact that they thought it did. Yeah, I, I didn't get a chance to read everything on it, but this stock was 170 and change. It's unusual to see a drug company sell off this hard, you know, an yeah. established one. And Burger King's parent restaurant brands international had a bad miss. Their revenue fell 8%. So that was interesting. Tim Hortons and Burger King clearly struggling. I think they, when they had that new management shift, I don't know when that was a couple of years ago. It seemed like they got a little momentum and McDonald's has just eaten their lunch since, which is not shocking. Yeah, I thought Tim Hortons would get more um though. I'm kind of surprised we haven't seen more of that come into the U.S. with the donuts. What do you mean with the donuts? Tim Hortons. The chain. Uh, the I'm, I'm just surprised they haven't actually made inroads here. Maybe there's some licensing issues there, but well, that's, I, there are some Tim Hortons down here. Yeah, but we don't see them. Like I don't. I'm not seeing Tim Hortons. Like I see Dunkin' Donuts. I, I don't really get that. Like, I would think that would have been one of their big moves. Oh, donuts that. are everywhere, you know. Yeah. yeah, but they have. there's a lot you could do with donuts on a whole nother scale with drive through And I think now more than ever even. I'm even surprised. Like, you see these cupcake vending machines in big cities now. So if I'm a restaurant brand international, I'm figuring out how to plug those types of things in. You know, part of buying a donut is seeing it in the case. So they got to really have nice pictures of donuts to uh, – Get people to buy them if they're I outside. Think it's very easy to have a picture of a donut on a vending machine. Dad. It is, but yeah. it, it's the smell. It's everything. In I the just world. don't get some of these executives. Like we could come up with some of these plans in our sleep for these people that would kill it for them, and they're not even doing anything. Well, you don't know what they're doing. Clearly, I haven't seen them. Tell you another company that's popping this morning, Mike. You brought them up a while ago on this show, Harley Davidson. Yeah, it's I was going Gagliotti. Yeah. HOG. I mean, there's no shocker that they're doing well in this type of environment as people, you know, kind of read. Yeah, I was thinking playing a Harley. Actually. called that months ago when he was getting his bike fixed. He was like, they have, they're out of stuff. Like everything was sold out. Dad, were you really? No. Well, I mentioned that in just passing, it would be kind of fun to. Dad, you would never get a Harley Davidson. What are you talking about? <laughs> Uh, Chegg beat estimates by seven cents a share with quarterly earnings of 17 cents per share. And I mean, you've got to like Chegg, all this homeschooling going on. You've got to think that's really helped their business. They're down three and a half percent pre-market. I think a lot of these names are just a little overdone. That's where like you even look at Twilio this morning. It's flat. They had a great quarter. Probably going to sell off. I'm just thinking back to 
about a month and a half ago when Adobe had a great quarter and they were up a little pre-market and then sold off pretty hard at the open. I think we got to keep in mind the elections next week. So a lot of this is timing on what's going on in the world, regardless of these quarters. Yeah, but how many people are already like kind of positioned for whatever storm is coming in the next two weeks? With I don't think I don't think most people are positioned at all. I think most people are impulsive and they wait till last seconds to make moves. I, I don't know, Mike. I think that might be true for individuals, but I think institutional investors have been talking about this and dealing with this. And well, they don't, I don't think they know because the polls are so off. I really think they actually have no idea what's well, happening. I, I think they go by what the polls say. Yeah, that's my point. So this is going to be complete turmoil because the polls are so wrong that I really no, don't know that. And so I know that, that. So the institutional money is clearly blindsided by this whole thing. And we'll see that next week. Let's just touch on DraftKings for a second because it's been a while and the stock is just depressing. I mean, they fell under 40 yesterday and, you know, I think the insider selling is just continuing. And I mean, what are your guys' thoughts on this stock at this point? Not surprised. I mean, I only, I bought a very little in the $43 range and I'm glad I don't own more. I own very little of that in Penn. The good news on DraftKings, it's now down to a level where it's a lot more comforting to own. And, you know, it's really, it's still in an uptrend from the original start of this whole thing. So, uh, you know, I think it's okay down here, but I've said that before with the stock. Um, You know, I thought it could get down to 42 when we were talking about it way up there as the outside and it went lower on, you know, a very weak market. So I'm kind of okay with it in here. If I didn't own it, I would definitely be buying it today. Question is, what do you do if you already own it? That makes it harder. I was thinking about just selling the position I have for a little tax reduction and then getting back in. Well, you have to wait a month. Yeah, I've had it for a month. What? I've had it for a month. To get back in. To get back in. Yeah, or what's the actual scoop with that? Like, well, no, it's not that you have to wait a month, but if you don't, well, that's if you have a game, you have to wait a month. And it's not that you have to. It's yeah, just what? Else you're gonna well, just no, if you have a long-term gain in a stock and you sell it, you can't buy it back right away. Oh, if you have a long-term gain, yeah, but that's not the case here. Actually, I, I gotta read up on the rule. I don't even think that's the case. Anymore. No, I think you can buy it back. It's just it doesn't. You then are basically double paying on taxes. Yeah, you end up with it. Yeah, for sure. I'm not quite sure how that works. I mean, I've never done that anyway. But I mean, no, I think DraftKings, if you own it, is a good stock to. You know, I'm I, like today might be a day if it has a good day where you look at covered call options and maybe do it each Friday or every other Friday and you pick a level that's, you know, 15% higher than it's at now since it's such a volatile stock, those will pay pretty good premiums. If it happens to hit, maybe you take a little loss on the stock, but you're picking up a big part of what you lost in a short amount of time. So, you know, could also average down a little depending on how much you own, but that's what I'll do if DraftKings like gets to, 41 today, you would think that call options at like 46 might look good for 
next Friday, maybe they pay a fat premium of like four bucks a share. And then if it happens to hit 46, you're getting out of $50 a share, which is a good portion of what's been given back in this sell off. That's kind of what my strategy is with DraftKings right now. I think it's tough before the election to really make any type of prediction on up, down, anything, really. I, I think this is by far the most unknown a week before an election. Yeah, that's why I like the selling covered call options plays because if for whatever reason the market goes up a lot, it's okay to sell some of these positions at nice profits. And if it doesn't or it just stays where it's at now, at least you're going to collect the premiums and get paid to hold these names. I'm more concerned of a huge downfall. What, in the market? Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah. if Biden wins, that's going to be a disaster. Well, according to J.P. Morgan, they have uh, made the estimate that if Biden wins, the market is basically flat. And if J.P. Trump- Morgan's been so off for so long on things lately. I just I do the exact opposite. They downgrade, I buy. They upgrade, I sell. It's been working great. If Trump wins, they say that the um, S and P is going to thirty nine hundred, which would be quite a move. It would. Be. I think it'll go over four thousand. Really, well, we're heading for the roaring twenties if Trump wins. So that'll be very. Uh, that would be incredible. I think for the market. And meanwhile, you know, today is going to be interesting. The futures have been definitely slowly coming down since we started talking. This morning, the Dow looked like it was as up, uh, up as much as 100 points, and now it's hardly up. You could almost say it's flat and tech's starting to kind of come down too. I mean, the market is up a little, but it's heading towards being flat. And it wouldn't shock me if you – see the levels that were they were we were at yesterday retested there's no doubt about it actually in my mind uh sap is back above 118 again that stock got hit after the earnings yesterday for three or four more points and it's getting them back today uh, that might be an interesting short yeah they had such a terrible quarter it's tough to not like them only on the short side on any rally especially in this market where Again, it feels like this morning just is a fake out for another down day. Yeah, yeah, I'm not doing anything till after the election. I think that's a good move. Yeah, yeah there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, we're getting very small rallies in a lot of names today, and it's it it, setting, it shows me that we're heading for more downfall. That well, not like not down day, up a hundred the next day. That's always like that's that sign. I mean, if the market was up two, three hundred, that would, to me, make me feel like I really wanted to sell the market. If it's flat, you don't get that feeling as much. And <clears throat> it could be setting up for a nice buy either later today or sometime tomorrow if it gets hit again. So, like, yeah, beyond me, back down to 164.80. I mean, this is basically the level where. Now let's look at Beyond. Yeah, I think it's a good put option day for Beyond. Yeah, see these charts all look similar. If you look at yeah, the chart, means eight. nothing with them. I'm telling you. You know, it could get down to in a real downdraft. One twenty-five. If it's going to yeah. be like DraftKings, which I don't think it will be, but I don't think so either. But it could. So yeah, what do you do here with Beyond? You look at put options a year out around one fifty. 
and you'll end up buying the stock probably in the 135 range at worst. Yeah, well, the problem is that the stock goes down to seven. Dad, I don't know what you, where you're living, but we're not in 1990. Where <laughs> if I was doing put options on Beyond Meat, I'd be selling puts for a year out at 225, and probably be getting paid like 60 bucks a premium on on each share. Wow, that's a risky. That's move. just ridiculous. That's like, but that's why I don't really do the put option game as much anymore. But if I'm gonna make a play on a put option for Beyond a year out, I'm gonna look for where Beyond would be if it's continuing its uptrends. Not. I'm gonna just down. keep adding to Beyond but, anytime it. But falls. You, know what, you know what I mean? Like if you look at this chart, Beyond is in an uptrend. So all right, if it doesn't break the uptrend and just continues to do what it's been doing. It's not crazy to say the stock is heading for the 225 range. It got, oh, it got heading way above that. Well, no, it got rejected. Was to buy a uh, Zoom put a year out. Let's say you do the 350s. To buy it? Yeah. Yeah, tell me KY. I like where your head's at. You're dead on beyond a $200 stock. Well, it's just you. It, that's where it got rejected this time around. So when it retests those levels, you know, who knows what will happen, but maybe it breaks through. And well, if a lot does, of meat eaters are going to start eating beyond meat more. What's going to happen? And it's going to be. Really believe in the story. The way you get paid off a put option is in, in the money put, not $150. Yeah, I'll do that after option. the election. I'm not doing any of that until. This thing is clarified. All right. If you go out to um, January 22. Because I'm not interested in in put options if I'm having to be paying taxes over 50% on gains. At that point, I'm shifting. I don't know what's going to happen there. But you could buy a put. See? Wow. Look at that. Tell them McDonald's put Beyond Patties on the menu. This is just the beginning. Everyone has Beyond Patties on their menu. Dunkin' Donuts, the list goes on. It's amazing what they get for these puts way out. So, wait, Dad, what are, what are you looking at here? January 15th? Well, I'm looking at Zoom right now. I'm not even looking at Beyond. And uh, I'm thinking that stock's going back to um, normal pricing, like 200 maybe. The problem is, if you go out to January 22, you're paying $59 for a $350 put. Yeah, which is insane. I, you know, I, I don't know why you think Zoom's coming back down to pre-pandemic levels. I, I think it's overdone, but it's not like no, I don't get acquired. No, level that stock can go down to 100, and it's too high. If you, you know, that would still be about a triple. Right. Yeah, but aren't you going to kind of at least acknowledge that their entire business model and business in general has changed in a big oh, way this year? Yeah, that's why it should be a triple. And uh, yeah, I get what you're saying. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, look, I think you make a good point on that. It's that was one of the few names that had strength yesterday. I don't know if it ended up closing up or down, but. It was up nice, and then even when the market was really, really bad, it was still up a little bit. So clearly there's someone that's trying to get in that name again or multiple people. I know Kramer's you know, upset. The problem is maybe at some point they get bought by a bigger company, but they're, so, they're capitalized so heavy now. I don't know. Not at these levels. Yeah. Tell me KY wants to know our take on AMD today. 
earnings after close. AMD, you know, because of this. Um, first announced the acquisition this morning. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure their, their earnings are out after the close. I'm sure it's going to be better than expected. But if it's. So are you buying them into that? Uh, stock has moved so much. There's a lot of things going on here with the takeover, the uh, earnings. I, I, I wouldn't touch it. And Dad, what's your take on Intel? Because it seems like you've been bullish on them over the years. What that stock is just yeah. The problem with Intel it. is I bought it in 2007 and I never sold it. And this is one of those stories of a big capital gain, and you want to sell it and you you hold on because you don't want to take the profit, and then you get a, a slew of bad earnings, and they miss the boat. That's all you could say. But are they going to get back yeah. on it? Like, what's? They're a big enough company that they should be able to get back in line. But um, are Seems they? Seems like they've been crushed by their competition. Like yeah. Talk about AMD. Yeah, by AMD because Intel is clearly failing. Because you know, I have heard analysts who study these names and they say that at this point you're better off buying Intel and not buying AMD. But oh. they grew up. I think and they also were attached to the hip with names too much, though, with that those sentiments a lot of times with these. They were, also, no, saying they were, they were yeah. also saying that when I was in Colorado about two months ago, when AMD was at like sixty bucks before yeah. it made that stupid run up to eighty-two, everyone was like, "Oh, buy Intel. That's the trade here." Because yeah, you know, look, Intel yeah. is um, at this point. I almost feel like Intel needs new management. And that'll get that will be what gets the stock moving again, because people have lost a lot of trust in their management. But yeah. said, guys, it's nine a.m. and the market feels like it's about to turn red here. I guess we'll see what happens. Oh yeah, subscribe, rolling market mashup on YouTube, and make some money today. We'll catch you tomorrow. Um. Yeah, I don't know. What are these guys?